there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing okay. A little bit of a crazy morning, but everything's going good. Everything. We have a fun guest this fun morning. Fun guest, a good friend, another co-worker, a colleague, another actress. We did a really wonderful, funny show together devious mates she played rosie falta people loved her character i've known dania for a long time and she is on fire she is doing a show for fox called alert with scott can scott can yes a great procedural action packed so we're gonna learn all about dania and her journey and this season finale tonight two hours season finale of alert Let's bring her in. My goodness. It's been a, it's been a bit. It's been a I long know. time. You've been all over the place, Danya. You mean you were on a stint in New Zealand, correct me if I'm wrong, doing Sweet Tooth. Three years, right? How many seasons of that? Three? 
there's three seasons altogether. We just finished season two. So that comes out a little bit later this year. Oh, not allowed man. to say when yet, but soon, very soon. That's awesome. And are you going back? Is that is that finished now, now that you're doing alert or you're doing both? Well, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. It, you know, it's, it's sort of like up in the air because season two, they're still like, you know, editing season two and we're literally about to wrap season three now um, soon. I mean, we're still, they're still filming. So they're still, because the show kind of goes back and forth. Okay. Got it. And, you know, so it's so for right now, some people are still in New Zealand finishing off the season and they're like, it's been kind of crazy because I had to leave to go do alert in Montreal. Wow. So we're, things are sort of like still up in the air, but I was gone. Josali, oh my God. I mean, I think we left the country last year, January 17th on my husband's birthday. And came back to LA for like three weeks, three, four weeks, and then left to Montreal. And I just got back end of January. And oh my has everybody been going with you? We talk about this a lot on the podcast, just the difficulties of this business and travel and yada, yada. And, you know, obviously, you know, now having two kids and being married, you know, all these things. Has the family gone with you on all of it? Or is it just a lot of figuring it out and coordinating when you see each other? You know, it's, it's always coordinating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's a, you know, it's a journey because you obviously like for me, the first season of Sweet Tooth, I had to go by myself because it was like the beginning of COVID yeah. and the beginning of lockdown and nobody was allowed to go and to get a visa, a work visa was extremely like intense. But the, for the second season, which we left to film beginning of January of last year, I was like, no, I'm taking everybody. And so they, everybody picked up and we all went, got back to LA and, uh, you know, Alert, which, by the way, season finale is tonight. tonight. Yes, we're going to yeah. talk about it a, a little later. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so for, for that, I got back and, you know, it all happened really quickly. And we had just been, you know, out of the country. The kids were homeschooled. You know how that is. You uh -huh. know, take it with you. So they were homeschooled for the first half of the year. So they were going to get back to school in September. And I was like feeling, you know, it felt guilty. I was like, I, I need to, you know, make sure that I, that when I go back, that if I'm going to go do something else, that they're settled over there and then they get to go, you know, be back at school. So I thought originally that I was going to go by myself and, you know, film alert and then come back. And then, you know, I, we realized that they, you know, they were really loving the show. They wanted the show to come out beginning of January. So we were working like six day weeks and I was wow. like, I'm never going to get back home to see my family. And so then we decided, everybody decided to go back and they were with me. It was a journey. You know how wow. it is, you know, working. It's insane. Parents. But I'm glad. I'm glad that you were able to be with the family because we often talk about it. And because we know that you've been gone for so long and I see you on, on, on Instagram and I know the kids are with you, but I'm always wondering, are they visiting her a lot or are are they there you know because i'm always like trying to see how you navigate and my friends that are moms you know um uh, that are part of this business i have to go on location i, I want to learn how everybody navigates this whole thing because it's hard you know it's been this this last season for me for fantasy island i went by myself and i saw the kids in four months i saw them two weeks and i was like i can't i can't do this anymore no, it's intense. And you know how it is. It's like, you know, just to have the, the normalcy of life, the love, the thing that really grounds us. Mm -hmm. You know, Ross, you and I are like very family oriented like that. Yeah. You, Eric, you're like, you really attach to the children as well. So it's like, 
you know, it's very difficult to feel like you can just pick up, but it's also very hard when you're away and you're working constantly Yeah. to then make sure that they have, you know, everything they need that you, I don't want, I didn't want to bring them by myself. Mm -hmm. So I was very lucky that my husband was willing and wanting to come and, you know what I mean? That we could like leave his business that was going on here so that he can just pick up and go. Claro. And, um, you know, just very fortunate because I, I know how hard it is for me, the way that we did it. And we've done it this way since I started, you know, leaving since I left last year to New Zealand is that we have this private, um, you know, school that we've set up for them. Mm -hmm. So I just hire a teacher so they, you know, they have their own, like their, um, their homeschooling and they follow this program that's already kind of set up for them at home. And, you know what I mean? Then, then they'll do the extracurricular activities, but they also get to enjoy, you know, and grow in, and have the experience of being in, dif in a different culture, yeah. like adapt to something else. Yeah. I believe that's super I'm valuable. I'm not going to say that, it, that it's easy. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. Qué bueno, qué bueno que todo está super bien. I want to go back to the beginning real fast, uh, Dania, para que la gente, people that, that listen to the podcast, um, and then we talk about alert. So you're from the Dominican Republic. By 10 years old, you moved to New York. New York, yeah. Solita, oh, yeah. with the whole family. Bueno, uh, my so my parents se se mudaron a Nueva York when I was six months old. So my grandmother raised me. And my older sister, and and it's very typical, you know, the La Familia Hispana, that everybody, you know, that the grandmother sort of like takes care of all uh -huh. the kids. And, you know, all of our parents sort of immigrated. I come from a really big family. So uh, my grandmother took care of myself, my sister, two of my, four of my other cousins. And we all sort of like raised each other. And then my sister and I got visas to Puerto Rico, actually. Oh, wow. I got a visa, three-month visa to Puerto Rico only. I don't know if they do this anymore, but back then, they gave me a three-month visa to Puerto Rico only, and then they gave my sister a five-year visa to the States, to anywhere in the States. So it was a very difficult situation because we went to Puerto Rico because that's sort of like where I got my visa, okay. uh, my three-month visa. And then I, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on a podcast, but I kind of snuck in, you know? <laughs> That's fine. So, at what age you, did you sneak in? A ten. A ten. Well, I got sneak in, you know. No, I know, I, I know. And, and a great. It's funny though. No, it was just honestly, my sister and I both had tickets to go to JF to you know, to land in JFK, and she had a visa to go to JFK, and I was like nine, going to be ten years old, and I was just flying with her. So, and, and your like, parents well, were I'm already staying. there. Your parents were there. You yes. said right. My parents were in New York, yeah, and uh, you know we had tried a couple of different times for my, for us to all get the visas to be able to come, and you know it just wasn't working out. So we just tried it this way, and I remember I didn't even speak English. I smiled at the person that said, "Ask me something at the customs." I mean, this is like back in the day, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just walked in, and I was like, "Oh, cool." So, you know? <laughs> I think I'm staying. Funny. <laughs> Yeah, well, but then, you know, the good thing is that my parents were very much, you know, my parents were very hard workers. Like, you know, they came, they immigrated here and they were living in New York and they really were committed to like, okay, let's do this the right way. And then like, we stayed in Manhattan for a while, but then we did the whole like paperwork on the whole process. But that was the scariest thing in the world was to get back on that plane to fly back to Dominican Republic 
to hoping that I would get, you know, that we, we would get approved and I would get my green card to come back with my parents. Yeah. Um, but by then it was a little, you know, I, we had, we had been in school. I spoke English a little better and, you know, just, it, became, it was a little easier. How long did um, you go without seeing your parents or because they were in the States and you were in the DR? Like, did you guys, did you fly there to see them occasionally? They came back to see you. How did that work? No, I never flew. And when I, when my parents were away, they were gone, you know, wow. and, and they were like, my mom ended up coming back because she had come illegally as well. So she got deported. And so she ended up going back to the Dominican Republic and stayed with us for a little bit of time. And uh, my dad came to visit um, and then they left and then they came back. I remember, I mean, this was the, the oddest thing for me was that I remember thinking, oh my God, my parents have so much money because, you know, they lived in the States. And, uh, you know, when you are from you no know, Familia Latina, they would fly back to Dominican Republic and take us on vacation for like to a hotel for like a week. So I mean, that was just my version. My vision in my mind was like, oh, my God, my parents have, have money. I can't wait to go to the States. And then I landed in New York and we got driven to uh, 169th on Broadway in Washington Heights to live behind <laughs> the, uh, the project behind Bellevue. We were sharing an apartment with a different family. So oh, no. Like, <laughs> my sisters. Yeah. <laughs> it was my sisters, my mom and dad in one bedroom. And then, you know, Chia, Robertico, Roberto. Oh, my <laughs> God. And it was very, you know, it was a shock, you know. Uh, and also, listen, in Dominican Republic, we didn't have any money. But at least, you know, there were trees. You climbed trees. Like, we were, like, in Manhattan in yeah. a tiny little apartment. But it definitely, I think that's when my whole path of, like, whatever it takes to get out. Yeah, your drive <laughs> wow, right there. That's amazing. Kicked in. You're like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and the acting bug came when? At what age? I mean, it's interesting because when I think back of myself, I think I've always been creative. So, mm -hmm. like, when I was really little, I didn't even have TV till I was, like, five. So I would, like, make up stories and sing songs. And, you know, since I was little, I was always kind of, like, entertaining. But I didn't really think it was something that I could do for a living. Um, and nobody in my family did it. Mm -hmm. And so when I was 15, I used to work at a at a store. I used to check people's bags so they wouldn't steal in West New York, New Jersey. And I would always dance in front of the store. And so this guy came in one day and asked me if I wanted to model. And so that was my introduction to the business. And from one thing, you know, that led to, you know, hustling my way into working as a secretary so they can do, you know, he's like, I was instead of paying me just do pictures for me and then he did some pictures for me and then I started going to go sees in Manhattan and then sort of like one thing led to another I was you know going I was I had moved agencies so I had been at Wilhelmina for a while they had like a an artist like a creative department mm -hmm. that wasn't just for modeling because I'm mostly I was five five I wasn't gonna be this huge model yeah. you know so um I was leaving a go see one day and this, they were casting Spike Lee's short uh, subway stories, which was this series of short stories for HBO. And I got the role and it was a tiny little, I mean, like for me, I thought it was a big deal. Of course, yeah. But obviously, you know what I mean? I was like a ring girl. So I was like rounds three and eight. And <laughs> he gave me, <laughs> he gave me. But it was Spike lines. Lee. <laughs> it was Spike Lee. I mean, it was a big deal because it was yeah. Spike, but you know. I also was kind of doing this blindly. Like my parents didn't accept it. Like they wanted me, I was going to graduate high school at 16. They wanted me to be a lawyer. 
Um, and so I was sort of like going at it on my own. And I remember being on set and I don't know if he remembers this, but he asked me if I wanted to act, if I really wanted to act. And I said, sure. And so he was like, well, then you should probably take a class. So he gave, you know, the, I spoke to somebody that was working with him. They gave me um, the information for the actor's workshop studio mm-hmm. in Manhattan. And then I found out that they were having open, like, um, an improv improvisation class like on that Saturday and it was open call. So I just went in and I did it. And I was super lucky because I did my scene with this guy. His name is Sean Christensen. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So Sean Christensen is like, you know, well now he's, you know, director, actor, Uh he won the Oscar for the short, like a couple years back, having seen him in years, but I did my improvisation with him. And then the acting teacher who passed away now, her name is Janet Alhanti. She said, you should, she Janet, me Janet I, passed away? Janet passed away, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I took Janet's yeah. class too. Yeah. No, but Janet Alhanti, I don't know if you're, you're probably thinking of the other one. Wait, the one this, in LA. You're talking about somebody in New York. No, no, LA, in New York. Oh, there's another Janet Alhanti that was coaching? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, did not yeah. know she, that. she did a bunch of like play stuff. She was amazing. She okay. just died of, of, of old age. But wow. she was like, you should you should go and you know, you should really do this for a living. And so I was like, okay, great. So that was my introduction. And then I just did one, you know, from one thing to the next. I just, you know, somehow I'm here. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer... And a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love 
into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I can relate so much to your story, not the... the Past the DR, once you got to the Washington Heights, our <laughs> stories before that, I don't have the same story. But in the business, I relate to you so much because it was a very similar path for me as well. Just sort of finding your way, one person giving you, opening a door, trying to navigate through it, see if it makes sense. Can you trust this person? Can, what's going on? Move on to the next thing and hustle. And that's something I've always respected about you. And I think both of us do is that you hustle. You hustle so hard and you work your butt off. You're extremely talented but you've, you've never um, stopped finding ways to just grow in this business. And I feel like that's what you need in this industry, especially nowadays. You got to have like, be an octopus, man. You got to have tentacles everywhere to try and figure out what am I going to do to capitalize in this industry the and best way possible. Think about it, Dania, the longevity, because you know, we've been doing this. I'm a little older than you, but we've been doing this for a long time. And here we are, like in my case, 30 something years later, and I'm like, you know, I can't complain because I've done a lot. I've done a lot, man. And and to this day, I'm going to be 50 years old and I have a TV show. And it's like, how the heck did that happen 30 years later? You know what I mean? So it's really incredible how um, the journey, it's been, it's been hard, but it's been so freaking delicious at the same time, you know, because it's been up and down, but but we're still here. And this is just the beginning because I keep thinking yeah, about I'm my so career, you know? You 
I have to tell you that I'm so proud of you Aww. also. Like, and I just like, you know, I, and you guys both together also as a couple, I'm proud of like, you know, your podcast as well, that you guys are also getting to work and, you know, do something together. But I'm proud of you a lot. Like, Raz, you know, I remember watching you in Rush Hour and just being like, I love that girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have been an inspiration and then I got to work with you and then I got to know you. And so it's been really nice to continue to see you shine and to do your thing and you and you, you know you make you like you said we're making our own mark in whichever way that is and mm -hmm. you know i ran into ted uh you, you know who terry Cruz is, right of course terry i ran into terry like a couple of days ago and we were having the same kind of conversation he's like you know you just have to evolve and there's a lot of people that are gone like i just you know it's interesting to go continue to go out i mean you see like a new wave of people yeah. coming mm -hmm. in um it's it's nice to feel that longevity and also you know it's just having fun with it like at this point in my life too like you know you have you go through the moment of like I mean I can tell you from my particular journey feeling like okay what is this let me have a good time let me do it and I work really hard but I also have made sure that I had a good time all the way around and you know me Roz like I just no matter what how crazy something can get like I have to be having fun <laughs> yeah. and I think you know, if you keep that, like, genuine, like, love and passion for what we do, there's always a, a door to be to be open. Yes. Hablame you know? de Devious Maze. Like, you know, we did four years, four seasons of Devious Maze. When you think back and you think about Devious Maze, what, what was that show to you? Like, what did it bring you? What did it lack? Was it, was it a laugh? Did we have a good time? Oh my God, it was such a, I mean, when I think back on it, it's so interesting because when we were doing it, mm -hmm. I think the beginning of it, it was such an interesting path to try to figure out, you know? Like, yeah. And especially like we were, if I think back on it, we were so lucky, you know, we had gotten this show that people really believed in and we were, you know, three, four Latin women that were like really as leads of a show. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard, you know, for... I tried to make sure season after season that I ended up like just figuring out a way to continuously have fun and make it like make it fun for myself. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it, there was a lot of pressure, I think, you know, starting out on Devious Mates. When, when we were shooting it, it wasn't just pressure for us as like leading women. It was also pressure because of like, OK, what um, how do we stay true to who we are, but like ask for what we believe we deserve? How do we promote the show? and really say that we're behind it and we're playing maids and mm -hmm. we were Latin and it was like a whole controversy that came along with it. Yeah. But when I think about it now, I just, I love it. And I love the fact that I got to meet you guys. Like I just did something with like, you know, Judy Reyes did my podcast. Yes. My scripted podcast, you know, that Eva and I produced. And, you know, I just feel like we really built real relationships. And it gave us a chance to just be real. I mean, nobody's perfect. We had moments, you know, that, yeah. you know, we were all strong women and we had moments that we clashed. Yeah. And then we had moments that we made out. But yeah. It was that, you, you know, I feel the same way. Like I, while I, we were doing it in Atlanta, um, I remember the first season was so, we were so happy and it was such a, this big expectations and this, the working together because we were all colleagues competing with each other, you know, for years auditioning against each other. And now here we are doing this show with a massive showrunner creator, Mark Cherry. So it was so wonderful. And then second season got really intense. 
And it was kind of yeah. like not very, not a lot of fun. It was kind of like, what the heck is going on with this vibrant, intelligent, amazing women? And why are they not clicking the way they should? And then third season was a little better. And the fourth season, we were back to being really close. So it was a freaking roller coaster. But at the moment, it was kind of like weird. But now looking back, I I have really incredible memories of 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 the show. And yeah. to this day, I think it's my favorite character that I have ever done. Like I always tell Carmen Luna forever. And I know you feel about Rosie Falta the I same way. I love Rosie. I say it all the time. I'm like, we have to do the movie. We need to wrap up. We, we need should to wrap it up. Yes. I mean, how do they just leave it open like that? I keep, I said that all the time. I'm yeah. like, you guys, we need to figure this out. Like, I know. I'm going to call Mark Cherry and I'm going to, everybody, you know, everyone should, that is listening to the podcast should write in to Mark Cherry and ask yeah. for a dubious mates movie. And let's wrap this thing. And people, people <laughs> think, people talk out. about it to this day. People go, what happened to Marisol? Like to this day, people, everybody that was a fan of the show, they all go, what the heck happened? You know what I mean? Like, you, like, know, <laughs> you know what's interesting, Ross, that I have traveled everywhere. I mean, like the one show that no matter where I'm at, I could be in India, I could be in uh -huh. New Zealand, I could be in the middle of like, you know what I mean? Nowhere. People love this show and they know me from this show yeah like, and it's, it's, i always get the oh my god you don't talk like that <laughs> <laughs> you're, right. you're right oh my goodness okay so tonight alert talk yeah. to me about alert what does it mean to you how did you get it what's happening alert alert is kept me alert i'm telling you i i <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love being a part of it. Mostly, again, you know, and I think this is something that I really committed to since we did Deviates Maze because we had such a journey with it and I learned so much from it. But I also learned of like how to really, you know, go into something with a positive attitude and make sure that everything stays consistently positive. And right. I think this what this show, you know, I, I had left uh, the business for a little bit. I don't know if you know this, but I had an issue And, and I, you know, mentally wasn't in the right place. And I came back and made sure that I, I said to myself, I'm never going to do something at the detriment of my mental health. And so when I, by the time I did alert, I feel like I feel really grounded. You know, I meditate all the time. So I feel like really in charge and really strong and mentally capable to do a show like this because it's intense. Mm. Um there's a lot going on i got the opportunity to really lead a show you know I, i never i never i could never tell sit here and tell you that i would have thought you know growing up in dominican republic that i was going to have this opportunity yeah so i'm really grateful um we have the season finale is tonight and it's a very different kind of procedural it's like you know a lot of times you do procedurals and it's just about case after case But I think the fact that we really are people and they really showcase that and showcase the relationships between us on the show is something that really made me really excited. And, um, you know, we put our hearts and everything. It was a lot of sweat and tears that went into making this show, making sure that it was ready by, you know, in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And these two episodes are very special to me because it was we finally I had like a 15, a 10, 14 day break. And when I tell you everybody needed it, like I'm talking about like the drivers, the makeup artists, the every single person, yeah. you know, the camera crew, like really needed a break. And I think we came back to film these last two episodes after that 14 day break and it really shows. So I'm excited Qué for bueno. people to check it out tonight. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, bueno. Where do you guys shoot that? Is that, is, you said Montreal? 
Montreal. Ah, yeah. okay. I thought for some reason it was Toronto. So Montreal. But it's set in Philadelphia. The show sets in It's set in Philadelphia. Yeah. Mont- and Montreal was such a beautiful city. I, I hear it's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's my second time working there. Um, but, you know, I'm Dominican. So once it got cold. <laughs> Forget about it. I'm struggling here in Los Angeles. And it's not, nothing compared to, like, people are freezing all over the United States. And I'm like, it's about 50-something and I want to die. You know, I'm going, what the heck? <laughs> He's oh, like, this is God. too much. I need Puerto Rico. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're so, so happy I know. We're happy. We're so proud of you. I've seen Thank your you. spiritual journey, and I see you happy, and I see you at peace, and I see you thriving and shining and just looking incredible and just in paz. Y buena mamá, y buena esposa, y buena colega. I am incredibly proud of you. Incredibly proud of you, um, Dania. Part of you and you, Eric. Thank you. I love seeing you guys. And you know, life is such a journey. So it's really great to be able to have like a rock to share it with. So I know that you guys, you know, as a married couple, it's such a beautiful, you know, thing to experience and to watch, you know, and not everything is rose, you know, petals and all that stuff. But I think yeah. that's the whole point, you know, to be able to grow with somebody and to be able, and that's why I feel about relationships as well. So it's really great to be able to come onto your show. Like so many years later, we haven't, you know, since we met and we've gone through, like, like you said, competing from work, competing against each other to like working with each other, mm. to laughing with one another mm. and like really being there for one another in yeah. so many ways. I have um, a very, a very, before we let you go, and this is something that I, I'm going to always, it's, it's very dear to my heart. Um, Danny, me dan ganas de llorar. I was doing Divis Mesa and I was going through the process of, um, Danny knew this very well, of like trying to have a baby. You know, I had Sabella and I was trying for my second baby. And I remember that I was in the middle of implanting all these embryos. Um, and I flew to LA to do it, came back, and I was convinced, remember that I was pregnant. I was convinced that I was pregnant. And I was waiting for, and I had to do my blood work that morning to get the results. And I had all the symptoms that I'm, 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 I know I'm pregnant. And Eric, I am calling Eric and I've, I, I start getting like very anxious because Eric is not calling me back. And I'm going, oh my God, I think he has bad news. And then it was like hours and hours of waiting. And at the end of the story, anyways, to make the story short, I'm in my trailer. You were with me inside my trailer when I got the phone call from my nanny, I think it was, right? Saying that yeah. it didn't take, yeah. that it was it was unfortunate, but it was I was yeah. not pregnant. Oh, and that was hard. And I'll never forget that you were such a rock for me because I wanted to die. And you were just like, como una, una hermana, you know, like you became with the sisterhood at that moment was intense, you know, and I needed that. And you... I, I couldn't get out from the trailer. You went to production. You told people, you know, give her a beat. She's going through yeah. a little something. It was I like, know. I hold production for hours because I just couldn't, couldn't breathe. And the next day I got these incredible flowers from you and Bev, your husband. And I just want you to know that at that moment, it's, it's, it's very important to me and I will never forget it. Oh, that is, you just reminded me of that. That was such a beautiful moment. And, you know, it was my pleasure to be there for you because I always, I do feel like, you would do the same for me. And it's not about giving, you know, getting anything in return. It's really like when somebody's in need, you should be there yeah. and you should, you should meet them with love and understanding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was really, I was really happy that I was able to, to do anything. I mean, I didn't do anything. All I did was talk and help talk. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. Remember- you were holding me, you were holding me tight and that's what I needed at the yeah. moment. So thank you. 
Thank you. Thanks, Diana. Give our love to Bev and the kids. Yes. Y oye, me buena suerte. Bendiciones esta noche, everybody. Please watch Alert. She's incredible. She's a rock star on this show. So let's support. Okay. Two-hour finale tonight at 8 p.m. Yes. We'll be there. Un beso. Bye-bye, mami. Bye. Bye. Wow. Oh, my God. I didn't mean to. I don't know. I didn't think I was going to bring that up at all, but I just felt compelled. Yeah, that was a very crazy moment in my life. And Dania was, like I said, she was my rock at the moment. I was about to collapse and she physically stood by me and grabbed me. And it was just incredible. Anyways, thank you, Dania and everybody. Alert tonight. Let's support our girl. on Fox. Yes, 8 p.m. on Fox. All right, love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said, ella dijo, or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said, ella dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prince Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.